1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another big night of Champions League action. It's an all too familiar tale for Celtic though with defeat in Rome meaning no European football after Christmas. Philippe Clement's delighted Ross McCausland signed a new deal but he's not so happy at the thought of sin bins being brought into football and Derek Adams gets his first win back at Ross County as St Mirren lose out in the Highlands. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Cammy Bell and Simon Simon, I was waiting and you phoning in sick. It's another one of those nights. <laughs> it's the Celtic European <clears throat> post-mortem. Yeah, another frustrating night for Celtic. Uh, you know, I don't think going into the last 10, 15 minutes of the game, it was it was very much in the balance. I uh, don't think Celtic were special on the night. I didn't think Lazio actually performed that well. But yeah, then the, the fortunate break of the ball for... I, I, you bring on Pedro and Mobile, you know, with minutes to go that's that's the class that you're or the, the level that you're playing at but yeah just another frustrating night for Celtic and you know I can stand here and talk about the game being in the balance but you look at the, the table and it's, it's one point but once we've tried to cheer Simon up there's plenty of other points out there Cammy as well Rangers obviously in Europa League action tomorrow that's against the, the backdrop of Ross McCausland signing a new deal as well Football is talking about bringing in sin bins It's just another busy midweek for you two Yeah, loads to talk about um, As you say, Rangers have got another big European night tomorrow night um, They want to get the job done at home um, McCausland signing a new deal was massive for me I think um, we're all excited that um, hopefully he can become the player that he looks as if he's going to be um, And gets a, a lot more game time under Clement as well and even champion, I was going to say Champions League Premiership action last night. Ross County are climbing that table. It's very tight. One win will do that. Um, St Mirren fans are now looking at the passport that they had out, just just not quite sure where, what's going to happen with it come the end of the season. Yeah, listen, Derek Adams. I, I think it was a massive win for them last night against a St Mirren team that have um, been high flying this season as well. So a big, big win for Ross County, and it just relieves a little bit of pressure. And, Derek Adams to get his first win back at the club was was huge. Um, Jordan White, I've said it all along. They've got a very very good squad. I think they're they're capable of going up that league um, if Derek Adams can get a tune out of the the squad. Come on then, you know the number by now. But if you are tuning in for the first time or the first time in a while, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic fans, the lines are open for you just to vent you can just take it away I don't think you need me to steer you in any particular direction but if you are looking for inspiration obviously we would look at specifically last night where did it go wrong who were the players that, that really didn't impress you what did you make of the performance on the night and inevitably that's going to lead to that bigger discussion we've had it many times before uh, but this is the latest instalment no European football after Christmas what does that say about the club standing in European football? Is the squad strong enough? Does the board need to release more funds for Brendan Rodgers? All the all the usual stuff that comes when a European campaign ends. Like we said, we've done it before, but this is a new and improved version. 0141 951 1025. Or you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB if you would rather do that and you can do. But it goes without saying, like to speak to you on the phones whether you're looking back on last night, looking ahead to tomorrow, Rangers fans, what are you thinking? Surely 
Um, this one will be a bit more straightforward than the reverse fixture over in Cyprus. That was a bit of a disaster, but plenty of time to turn this group around. What are you thinking ahead of that one? What do you make of Ross McCausland's new contract? And Sinbins, Philippe Clement, just in the door a couple of months and he's been asked about Sinbins. That's because football does not stand still ever, it seems. And that is the latest talk. Stick far, isn't it? Uh, that could be, well... <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I don't. Are there any Newcastle fans out there <laughs> oh, who can't get they can't get through um, on phone in south of the border? So want to just vent about us? We'd argue about that. We'd argue about anything. Oh, it was a, a ridiculous <laughs> disgrace. Oh. Imagine that happens at um, what, what's the date this year? Thirtieth of 30th December. Of, oh. mm. Listen, we give oh, our referee stick up here, and you watch that. I know. Incredible. Incredible. There is Champions League football on at the moment. Not that you'll really care too much, but just if you're wondering, you're out and about. Man United are leading Galatasaray by two goals to nil. But we've got enough on our plate, I think. Joe is a Celtic fan. He's from Johnson. Bearing in mind it's a family show, Joe, and I need you to check yourself. What um what word would you use to sum up how you feel about last night? Scunnered. I'm just absolutely scunnered. Um it's abysmal to watch Celtic really in Europe. Um, you know, for the last whatever it is, ten plus years, we just are not even close to competing. Now we are in context, right? There is a few games over the last few years where people said, "What a style of football we've had, and we've looked great doing it." But I'll take you back to was it 2012 when Celtic beat Barcelona, where one of the worst teams were probably fielded in a Champions League tie, and we we just sat in and we just dug deep and we had a lot of good saves. Um, but we had little moments of magic and we took a team like that, the best team in the world, to 2-0 in 90 minutes and they obviously went and scored after. So, you know, why why are we sticking to this formation that we need to look good? You've got teams with lower budgets than us, like Copenhagen, you know, going out and taking points off of bigger teams and we are struggling against, I'll be honest, it's a mediocre Lazio side. Like, you know, I know they brought in Gerald Mobley, but they can rest him. You know, they can rest him because they know Celtic's not going to do anything. And, my biggest issue, and I hate pointing fingers because I believe, like James Forrest for me, has been a fantastic servant for the club and will go down as a legend, and um, one of the most decorated, but he should be nowhere near a Celtic shirt, absolutely nowhere near a Celtic shirt in a Champions League game. You know, and I know we've got injuries, I totally understand that we have to make do, but that's because we're trying to stick to this 4-3-3 formation. But the 4-3-3 only works when people like Greg Taylor will, will run through and run past Forrest, and Forrest then distributes. But if Forrest cuts back and Greg Taylor cuts back, and Lazio are barely defending that right side because they just know nothing's coming from there. So Yang's got it all to do in the right, the right side. And if prefer to Yang, you know, he's been pretty solid. Uh, Mickey comes on and he's all right, but Mickey Johnson has been out of ideals as well. He's away out there loan. He's got, he's got no chance coming back in this team and all of a sudden Brendan Rodgers giving him game time. It's just, it's just frightening the lack of ability to just adapt as a manager and say, do you know what? We will, we will sit in or we will play a more defensive formation and we'll counter because we're knackered after 80 minutes. 80 minutes. Temp- I, I sat in 80 minutes and I went, this is usually when we concede. It's almost about 30 seconds later we conceded and then again, uh, straight after that, we con- conceded two and the game's dead in the water. It, I just I just don't know how long we can keep going down this path where, yeah, we're making money and it's great, but the coefficient's dying with Celtic. We're doing nothing. Do you know what I mean? And to be fair to Rangers, I hate complimenting Rangers, right? But I'll compliment them respectively. We know how to win. We know how to go and win in Europe. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, so do we look at over the side and go, what are they doing that we're not? Because right now, it is just atrocious. Scunnered, abysmal and atrocious. Joe, that, I think you've just summed it all up because it was the first call. It was passionate and 
there's a bit of everything in there. You know, there's the performance on the night. There is the, you know, the, the style. Can the style change? Is that what's holding Celtic back, or is it a lack of quality? Are, are the players not good enough? What? I, th- I think at that that level, and I accept what Joe's saying about. I would argue that the Lazio team that Celtic turned over twice a few years back were probably better than yep. this current team. So that was things the most because you can make allowances. You know when you're playing against European yeah. heavyweights and you maybe can't compete. They weren't very good, were they? No, as I say, I've seen better Lazio teams. I think they're out of form as well. They get beat at the weekend domestically. Uh, I think there was only four players last night started in the game at Celtic Park, which suggests that you know they were trying to find a bit of form. So it was a game that you would go into, you know, full of hope. Uh, I think Celtic first half a bit safe. You know, going back, they had a lot of possession. I think they had most of the possession, but not really going anywhere with it and threatening. I thought that changed in fairness in the second half. I thought they got a wee bit more territory. Joe talks about the left-hand side. They had a great opportunity on the left-hand side where I've only seen it once, but Yang, you know, why not head towards goal? Yeah. I don't know if he mm-hmm. deemed it was too acute angle. I think Kyogo had a little chance as well. But again, with Joe there as well, he's suggesting that it was fitness. I think the inevitability of getting into that last 10 minutes is because it's happened so much. So psychologically then? Mm-hmm. Possibly just... You're, the game's in the balance, you know, it could have went either way. How many times have we said that? And it, it goes the, the way of Lazio. You know, the boy is a wee bit fortunate with the ricochet off skills, it falls right at him for the first goal. I think they can defend the second goal better. He's composed with the finish. But yeah, I think it's just the inevitable, you know, because we've been experiencing it for the last few seasons, I think that's where the, the frustration comes in. Yeah, frustration. And I think a lot of Celtic fans will be looking at this Lazio side, as, as Sid said there, that... They're not, they're not a great side. They're, they're sitting 17 points this season in Serie A, which isn't a lot. I think they've won five games out of 13. So they're not a top Serie A side that, that we're actually looking at here. So I think if Celtic want to be successful in Europe, they should be looking at games like this and they absolutely should be taking points away from it. Um, there wasn't a lot between the two sides. I totally agree. There weren't two sides watching the game last night that really inspired me there wasn't a lot in the game yes the first goal was very fortunate for for Lazio the way that it falls for the striker to put in the back of net but you're just looking for a little bit more from Celtic especially when they needed to get something from the game Um, and there just wasn't enough there last night see the Barcelona example Joel, I wonder, I wonder how difficult that one is because it was like one of the all-time results. It was sensational and I wouldn't dream of taking anything away from it. But I, I do wonder if that type of performance replicated and, you know, see he played that game 10 more times, maybe Celtic don't win it. You know, and I wonder if this notion that you can always just sort of sit back at that level and, um, and, and maybe try and dig something out. I wonder if our judgment's clouded a wee bit because it did go Celtic's way on that night. Aye. I suppose that's, that's part of the bus mentality and it can only go so far. But I think what I mean is be a little bit more secure. Because I think defensively, we've not been terrible. I know it sounds crazy because we've conceded a lot of goals, but it's been little moments, like obviously a wee bit of luck here or there. So defensively, I've not been that upset by it. But I feel like we could be a bit more robust in the encounter because we've got pace. Likes obviously my head and stuff wasn't there today, but we have got pace in the wings and we are, I would say, probably passing the ball better than we've done for a few years. At times, you know, we do get sloppy under pressure and I think that comes with maybe, um, was it Simon, sorry? Uh, yeah. I don't even know who's there, but, like, you know, it comes with, you know, the inexperience of, of the occasion and maybe that sometimes you'll make a slip pass or a, a sloppy pass that you wouldn't before, but... 
But I think there has to be an adjustment where we say to ourselves, right, we've got to go forward. Just make for your moments. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need to... We're controlling the ball for 30 minutes, and lads who are loving it. You know, they're getting a break. They're not really pressing, and we're not necessarily going anywhere with it. And and like I say, maybe the lack of quality doesn't help when, when we do then start to go forward. Kyogo's making a run, and nobody's giving him the ball. Like, you know, he's making these nice little runs, these little dinks, and nobody's kind of trying to slide them in. And... I don't, I don't know where we go. I mean, this has probably been our, one of our worst transfer windows in the last few years, but that happens in football. I don't think we can always use that as an excuse to say, well, you know, we're still domestically doing pretty decent. Um, so we can't always use that as an example of, you know, things going wrong because we've brought in people in the past, like your Maedos and Kyogo and whatever, who we never knew, and, and, and they've obviously been stars for us. So mm-hmm. we can't necessarily use that as an excuse. But no, I just think we're bringing in these really progressive managers want to be possession and, and, and be dominant and push forward but ultimately you're just going to get shown up against better quality players Athletic was all week with Colin Deesman guys, guys strolled the game absolutely strolled the game didn't look at it bump 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 go and you're just like right okay like, I get it these guys are unbelievable we just need to be a bit more clever I think at that level it's a really good opening call Joe I must say you've ticked a lot of boxes there let's bring in Richard and see which bits he agrees with and what he'd like to add, Richard? Yeah, good evening, panel. How are we doing? All right? Good. You? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, just a, a couple of points I want to make this evening, um, just in relation to, obviously, Celtic status over the past 15, 20 years. Um, and just to see, first of all, make sure I'm correct, obviously, with the information that I've looked at. But I think, to be honest with you, um, it's time for change at Celtic <coughs> in relation to the board. Um, I completely agree with your last caller about James Forrest. I think he's been an outstanding advocate for the club, um, but I think he needs to start transitioning now and looking on to obviously coaching level. Same with Mikey Johnson um, and the guys like David Turnbull. I think come to the next transfer window, I think they need to possibly look at potentially going. But my main point was that Celtic now, as long as we win the league against obviously the Rangers um, this year, um, that guarantees us football um, at the end of December 24-25. And this... 30 million bounty that we're getting just seems to be a double-edged sword um, because we're getting the money, we're not spending it, um, and quite rightly so, when we've obviously brought back Brendan Rodgers, who, by all accounts, you've got to remember, he won seven trophies compared to Angie's six, um, and if he doesn't get given the money that he's been promised, when Peter Lowell's brought in his son as a head of recruitment, again, I don't know what his level of experience is, obviously in the football side of things, but coming from the AGM, Brendan's made it quite clear that obviously he wants to get the last word. Now, obviously this year, Brendan coming back in um, was hopefully going to bring the success that he's had before. But this year, it wasn't really all his players. And realistically, the board are getting referred to as a bowling club organisation, draconian ways that the last time that Celtic really had big success and their wage bill was a lot higher was under Martin O'Neill in 2004. They had guys like Hearts and Sutton, etc. And the money was there. They were spending so much more money than they are at the moment. I just want to know what the panel's feeling on it. Is, is if, if, if obviously Brendan's going to get his money, has promised, and obviously he made his statement to come back. He wants to progress <coughs> in Europe. The funds are there. He needs to be given mm. the money, surely. Well, let's hear from Brendan Rodgers. He says he's lacking genuine quality in the squad at Champions League level, and it is something he's keen to address in the upcoming transfer window. These players here have been competitive in every game, but what makes the difference is 
is uh, is that little bit of experience and, and and genuine quality, especially at the top end of the field. So um, so that's hopefully something that we can uh, uh, look to resolve over the, the couple of windows. But we need to add quality. That's that's the the, the glaring thing uh, that, that stands out really within this squad. And, and like I said, we can have get those players available that uh, they're on the sideline. Add to that, then uh, then like I said, we, we can we can grow again and. And push forward. I think it's important for us to be in this competition. People will look at it and think, "Well, you've only had one point, and you know you you struggle." But it's still important for us as a club to to be there to help players develop and grow, and uh, and looking to uh, to to achieve. So uh, so yeah, I think that they'll they'll learn from it for sure. There's never just one answer. We always hope there's one answer where we say, "It's just the style of play. Just be more, just be more pragmatic. Just, just be a bit tighter. Just sit behind the ball." It, it can never only be that. It can't. See, to be oh. honest, I was listening to before we got into Richard. There, I was listening to the caller Joe before it. Mm-hmm. You say a bit pragmatic. I didn't think at any point in the game last yeah. night Lazio pinned Celtic in. No. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, they actually sat off them because that first half, when they won the ball back on Celtic, that's when they looked at their most dangerous. You know, on the counter. So last night, and then when you look to the chances that Celtic did create, one of the chances was a direct ball through that I think Matt O'Reilly wins the second ball, feeds it yeah. through to Kyogo. So I don't think last night they were no. pragmatic. That's the thing, Cammy. If anyone's watched this group, second half in Madrid yep. apart, mm-hmm. Celtic have... You watch the game, they're fine within the game. You know, they're yep. competing. They look, they look like they're of a similar standard to their opponent. But my goodness, they just get so many moments wrong that hence why they've got one point. Is the squad good enough? That's Richard's point. Wants to wants to spend more money. That's two callers of reference, James yep. Forrest. Now he is only playing because of yeah. of injury. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. Can can Celtic spend enough that their fourth or fifth choice winger is better than James Forrest? I don't know. But listen, they're, they're hurt at the moment by the injuries they have. Let, let's not forget about the, the number of big players they've got injured at, the, at this moment in time. So that's going to obviously hinder them within European football. You need your best players on the pitch. They can't do that at this moment in time. Again, looking at moments the, the past couple of seasons for Celtic, I think they've been very close in a lot of games, but they just can't find a way to win. They can't find a way to, to get enough points. And again... A game like yesterday, I think you looking at that Lazio team. Yes, you want to win the game, but the minimum you come away with is a point. I think that's that's a big part of Celtic. The play to win, but don't lose. That should be their kind of their their mentality going into these European games. Because if you're picking up points and you're picking up momentum, that completely changes your your confidence going into a number of games. And at the moment, they've got this mentality block for me that they can't win a game of football in, in European football and they need to change that quickly. I do think there's recruitment. I don't think the squad is strong enough to compete at the moment. I think they really do need to, to recruit well. And I know um, Richard touched on Matt Lawwell. He, he has got a good background. He, he's been mm-hmm. with the City group for nine years. Oh, yeah, just on, on that quickly, it reminds me, accuracy-wise... Um, it was explained at the AGM that it was Ange Postacoglu wanted Mark Lowell yep. to, to be part of it so whether that's right or not people can decide but Listen, that's the origin of it I, I actually know a couple of guys down at City in the recruitment he's very highly thought of before he came up to Celtic so he has got a good pedigree but again he needs to they need to release the funds to, to get the players in that they want of this quality and at the moment they do need to spend they need to have a couple of good transfer windows mm. for me to get round about where they want to be in European football I mean do you, is that fair 
um, Simon It's not It doesn't even have to be All the fans have been respectful so far No yeah. one wants No <clears> one's <throat> wanting to slate James Forrest No one wants to slate Mikey mm-hmm. Johnson The Celtic fans just felt that If they were constantly moving forward And they were constantly evolving You wouldn't get to a Champions League game in 2023 Where Mikey Johnson comes on for James Forrest Yeah and I don't think any of us would have thought that at the start of the season. Mikey Johnson was very much out of the picture, but he's back in. I thought he did fine when he came on last yeah, night. Yeah, he was lively enough when he came on. He had a shot on goal. I've scribbled down. Abada's out. Maeda's out. Palmer was suspended. You know, they, they were down to the bare bones of their squad last night. So, and it's absolutely no disrespect to James Forrest, uh, especially when he was on the park at that particular time. He was picking the ball up in areas where he's ineffective Celtic were deep in that first half Mikey Johnson came on where Celtic maybe get themselves up the park a wee bit more and he had a little bit more joy because he was picking the ball up in areas where these kind of wide men attacking wide men want to pick it up uh, in terms of the squad you know Brendan's touched on it himself the, the, quality wise they're not at that Champions League level mm. that's that's fair for every, everybody to say they have to give him the next two transfer windows I can only sit here and speculate about you know, the signings for the summer was the process of a lot of them already there, you know, when Brendan came on board again. I look back again to the first time he was here when he signed guys like Scott Sinclair because it was a, a field that he knew and they, they came and they had a big impact. I, I expected him maybe to bring one or two guys like that, you know, from uh, working in the Premiership. Maybe that's where he goes to look at for this next transfer window. Time will tell. But he's, he's had to work with the guys that are there just now and as you say, it's hard, isn't it? Because Scott Sinclair wasn't good, wasn't part of a team that could get out of a Champions League group either. Well, there you go. As good as he there, was, there you go. You know, there's no guarantee to it. But I just thought with him coming back, that yeah. would be a, a field that he would look at. You know, because he's worked so closely. Thank you, Richard. One four one nine five one one zero two five. How did you sum it all up last night? Give us a call. Voice of Scottish Football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Cammy Bell are here Tommy and Balak is on the line Tommy it was a strong start We heard words like uh, Abysmal and scunnered Oh in fact Tommy's just disappeared What's happened? We need to get him back uh, in just a second Let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rogers then Whilst we line Tommy up Here's what he had to say on the game itself well, it clearly is, yeah, but we're disappointed that was the aim. I think, sadly for us, over the course of all the games, we've um, we've been hampered with our squad and availability, which at this level, for us, we need to, at very minimum, have our best players available. But I have to commend the players. The players that have been playing, they've given everything. I think the game was very competitive right the way through, and like I said, we we were given everything to that. Just sadly, we, we conceded the two goals. But... Um, but effort, commitment was was there from the players. So, um, so yeah, disappointing not to have, have, have European football like what we wanted. But uh, but we go into the the last game now and uh, see if we can finish uh, with a higher punch total than last season. Um, which fine, you've got to sort of got to re readdress your goals, I guess. Try and finish with a better points total than last season. It's probably an easier group than it was last season, though, isn't it? You know, it's, it's all yeah. like, like that. That's just a, a fairly lukewarm award, I'm sure. Yeah, it isn't. Uh, listen, he, he, as you say, he's got to readdress where he is at the moment. They'll want to to try and get a win um, in in the final game. But you listen to what he says, and, and I agree with him. 
um, hampered with the squad and he needs the availability at this level and I, I totally agree I think if they had the availability of their, their full strength squad last night I probably would have expected them to go and win that game when you're missing key players it's so so difficult at um, Champions League level um, Yeah I mean at this stage Simon the the sort of guarantee that you're going to you know you're going to beat Lazio over you know, two games and finish above them and they are Serie A and they do have much more money and they've got the Chiro Mobile who, who comes on so I don't think Celtic have got any I don't think we should be outraged, furious, surprised that overall Celtic can't finish above them but it's just when you watch when you watch the 90 minutes there the, and you watch it at Celtic anyway, they watch the two games you watch mm. the two games against Lazio I think why last night you, why can't you dig something I out know. I don't know I wish I knew the answer uh, I'm like every other Celtic fan watching the games at the moment you're scratching your head you mm. Everything that seems to be able to go wrong kind of does in these games. Let's ask Stevie his take on it. Stevie, how would you sum up your feelings? Hey, uh, hey, hey, the panel, can, can I ask who's on the panel again? Simon Donnelly and Cammy Bell. Simon and, and Cammy, okay. Do you, do you, okay, so Celtic game in Rain, uh, Scottish football, get yeah, 30 million pounds per year from the, from the, from the TV. Yep. Do you know what um, the. the, the the Holland, or even the Italian, or the Scottish. Oh, listen, I'm, I am absolutely sure that yeah, their TV deal will will dwarf ours. There's no doubt about it. But that actually is great timing from Stevie. That's kind of what we were saying yep. there. Look, fine. If Cel- nobody's expecting Celtic to win the Champions League, nobody's expecting Celtic to cruise through the group stage. Can you get a bit closer than this? I think that yeah. Celtic fans would settle for that at this moment yep. in time. Can you make a fist of it? Can you not be? You know, giving somebody a bloody nose, you know, maybe nicking something against. I think, one I think of the, the most exciting game out of the six, obviously, is the one mm-hmm. Atletico at home, where they they, they did they went toe to toe and they got a good point against a, a team. That, that that's the thing. That's a good result. Yes. Yeah. You then need in amongst that the to Lazio say, right, game okay, at home. Beat Lazio at home. I think maybe nick something. Maybe nick something in Rotterdam. Yeah. I get that. Listen, I get the finances. That Celtic are always going to be up against it with, with teams in European football with finances. If you break it down that way, but again, you're right. Atletico, they absolutely competed, and that's a team that will be expecting to be at least semi finalists in this competition. I just look at Lazio last night. I agree with Sid. Do you look at the actual game? You break it down and you watch the game yeah. And Celtic are more than capable of going and getting a result over there um, And that's where they're, they're letting themselves down I think they know deep down themselves Ben Rodgers will be really disappointed that he knows his squad If he had a full squad We'd be good, capable of going over there to Italy and getting a result We're talking about a team that is 13th in Serie A They're not the Lazio that we've known for the, yeah, I mean, the past I think they years. finished second last season yeah. But maybe not but in a brilliant place at the moment Yeah, so again you've got to take it on form that they're in at the moment Which isn't a great place So it's a great time to play them if you're, if you're looking at Celtic um, But unfortunately they've got key injuries And I, I do yeah. think that plays a big part So Stevie, does this mean you're actually You're not that disappointed Or, or you're a bit more understanding? Do you think some of the criticism's over the top? I, I wasn't that bothered um, about last night You know, um, I think I think Europe's been far beyond them. For, for myself, you know, that, that's all I can speak about. Mm-hmm. About, about Celtic are um, capable of doing with thirty million pounds with TV money, and um, Holland get or, or Netherlands get hundred eighty million pounds, and um, and, and the, the Italians get three hundred eighty million pounds, and then and the, the, the Spain getting almost quite close to what England's getting. Yeah, well, there's no doubt, Simon. There is, there's no doubt about that side of it. But it just feels like you can't 
always refer to it. No. You know, we will <clears throat> we will lavish praise on Celtic when they run away with the Scottish Premiership or whatever. We talk about Motherwell going there at the weekend over 20 times the budget. Yep. Celtic have got more than 20 yeah. times. That's a much bigger gap yep. than Celtic will face in pretty much all, if not the majority of the Champions League games. It's, can you can you find a way? And then, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there are loads of teams in the Champions League who will at least have similar, similar budgets, budgets to Celtic. Yeah. Maybe some of the Scandinavian countries or whatever that manage to do something one season, manage to sneak through, manage to yeah. at least get really close. And uh, the reason we're talking about this we're not only talking about failure to progress, we're talking about no European football. Yeah. So actually, Celtic fans would have probably settled for third. Europa League, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think that's where the frustration lies because we keep saying about them competing for spells of games and, and you know, I don't think, out with the 6-0, obviously, nobody has really blown Celtic away. They've been in the games, but ultimately it's a point. You know, and I think you said there, can they get closer? I think they can. Uh, injuries, yes, have played their part. I think the Lazio game at home, Cammy touched on it earlier, getting into that, Palma has the, the offside goal. It's it's Lazio that are actually trying to run the clock down at that mm-hmm. game at one each, you know, and it's a top quality finish in the end from Pedro to to steal the three points. But I think that was the game that mm-hmm. kind of killed it for Celtic. Problem is, Cammy, if you if you zoom in, there's always going to be a, a an understandable reason. Take um, Rotterdam as an example. Celtic yep. are not getting anything when they go down to nine men, no. obviously. But when you then zoom out and say, okay, 15 Champions League games without a win, that's the bit that's causing the Celtic yeah. fans to come on and say, you know, need more investment. Uh, you know, where, where, where are we in, in European football standing? Um, you know, board need to do more. Recruitment needs to be better. Quality is not there. Um, there, there. There are some mitigating circumstances. But overall, if it's 15 games without a win, that kind of speaks for itself. It it does, um, but again, you, you break it down and you look this season, fine margins again, as you say, red cards, late goals, deflected goals last night. These all play major parts in the game and we, why Celtic haven't got as many points as they should have done. Um, but again, there are moments that, yes, we can question whether red cards were red cards or not. Um, late goals for me since touching it the Lazio one that was a massive goal that was a huge turning point in in the campaign for me for Celtic they were well within that game they probably should have won that game um, and and they didn't and I think that's mentally scarred them as well Um, but last night I I was a little bit disappointed because I wasn't overly impressed Mm. by Lazio either Uh, so Stevie wasn't too disappointed he's a bit more understanding what about Tommy in Balak how would you sum up your feelings Tommy it's no surprise given last night's result. But I don't think the players are to blame for last night's result. I think it's down to Brendan Rodgers and his tactics. Because I think when it comes to European football, he's tactically inept. And that's, that's just my opinion on him. What, what in particular? What would you do different? Uh, take Kyogo, for example. Seeing the Champions League last year. Kyogo was He wasn't on fire But he had a lot more chances But he seems to play Kyogo too far back He plays him out of position And then swaps Kyogo for A midfield position last night Now I know We're not fluid on players Last night because we had Maeda out We've got a lot of wingers out But He says He's not got enough talent in the squad 
that squad's riddled with international players. Right, we don't have Hitati, we don't have Maeda, we don't have Abada. But there is quality in that squad. You think, so you think you think the players you think the players in that squad or you know the players that played last night are, are good enough to compete in the Champions League? They are. Because what's what's the difference in that squad for last compared to the squad last season? The only real difference is the fact that we don't have Jota. The squad's entirely the same. We have a couple of new names. Mm. Yeah, but you did finish bottom of the group last season as well. We did, but again, that was Ange's first time in Europe. And that was a lot of the players First time in Europe Now they've been brought in With a completely different manager With a completely different style And his style doesn't work in Europe It barely works in the league And it definitely mm. doesn't work in Europe Well I wonder about that last bit Because to be like In some respects Kyogo's got two very good goals In the Champions League this season yeah. You know <clears> it looks like he it, On that evidence It looks like he's he's getting there As a Champions League striker but overall then Because Tommy then brings in domestically Is Is Brendan's Rogers system Getting as much out of Kyogo As As we're used to seeing uh, Well he's, he's scored more goals In the Champions League this year Than last year I'm sure I, I don't think that's the case In the league uh, I, I don't know if it's By design He has played a little bit deeper This season I think last night The change I would have made that change as well. You know, you're going for a win, so bring he's brought a striker off on rather. He's taken Bernardo off and he's kept Kyogo mm. on to there play. Weren't off. many options last night. There to be fair, Tommy acknowledges that there wasn't many options, but it's a move with what 20, 25 minutes. I would have made that move as well. Get another striker on the park. We need a goal. We need to win. Uh, in terms of, I wouldn't say he's inept at all. And it's a different style, but. You know, when you're down to that thing, it's, it's a simpler shape to what Ange played last year. I don't think Celtic have hit the heights this year. There's been little signs of it. The Aberdeen game at home, obviously the disappointment at the weekend, not getting the full points against Mother was frustrating for everybody that was at Celtic Park. But it's, it's for me, it's a similar shape. This, this just shows you the, the scale of this debate because for Tommy... The players are good enough, but Brendan mm. Rodgers is tactically net. For many others, the players aren't good enough and need to sign other ones. Um, I mean, those are two very, very different viewpoints. Cammy, which would you lean towards? Um, I feel as if they do need to, to strengthen the squad, definitely. Um, I think there's different styles and, and Celtic fans are used to Angie's way of playing that really high-intensity, fast football and probably created a little bit more opportunities than, than what they do under Brendan Rodgers. Um, sometimes it can... Certain times I've seen Celtic this season, it looks a little bit slow and laboured at times. Um, whereas Ange, he didn't see a lot of that. It was always high tempo, but he, he didn't get the results in European football either if we're just looking at European football. Domestically, I feel as if they, they did get more out of Kyogo um, under Ange, but listen, every manager's different and, and players have to adapt to, to each manager and what they want and what their demands are. So um, he's still done well this season, Kyogo, and they, they still have a good player there. It's just him adapting to, to the new style and what the manager's looking for. Thank you, Tommy. What do you think out there? Give us a call, but let me tell you about this before we do anything else. Cash for Kids. Mission Christmas. With J&D Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist. Changing landscapes across the UK. 
Yes, we know that Christmas this year is going to be a tough time for lots of local families in our area. The cost of living crisis is making things worse for everyone. So Cash for Kids Mission Christmas has an even bigger meaning and purpose this year as we try and help out people in our local communities that need our help, young people in particular. Scottish families affected by alcohol and drugs are a group that help children and young people whose parents have fallen into addiction. And I want to play you some... Words from Pam Burns. Now, she's from the group and she's been talking about one of the girls that they work with. One of my colleagues was out with a young person and she was telling her that when she was in primary seven, um, it was the Leavers dance and a parent was organising this big pink Hummer to take children to the P7 disco. But they classed her as being from a bad family and she wasn't invited and the rest of the class got to go in this pink Hummer to the... P7 Leavers dance and this is a lasting memory for her because she's 15 now um, so as a surprise we organised a big pink Hummer it was just round Clyde Bank <laughs> for an hour and we surprised her and 15 other young people and went out in this pink Hummer and then we came back um, and we tired a room and had a big pink themed party so it felt a bit like a sort of P7 Leavers dance type thing for all the young people and it was a big surprise and they were absolutely buzzing and she was beyond delighted that we'd put that in place as a surprise you know specifically for her that's the type of thing we're talking about just making a bit of a difference just a gesture nothing massive you know things that many of us would take for granted just make it feel like a different day this christmas day for thousands of kids every penny raised goes straight back to the families that need it if you go to clyde1.com forward slash mission you can find out more and donate there and please do if you can a big thanks to city building facilities central car auctions clyde bank housing association Golden Charter at Hill Brand Gorey, Keys Estate Agents, NHS 24 at the West Centre, Patterson Quarries, all taking part in Christmas Jumper Day. And I know there's loads of good stuff going on, so uh, thanks to everyone. It's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. Please help out if you can. And a special thanks to JD Pierce, Scotland's premier structural steel specialist, proud to support the local community. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish Football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Cammy Bell and Simon Donnelly are about to be joined by Edward and Haddington. Edward, which family-friendly words would you use to sum up your feelings as a Celtic fan after last night? Um, family-friendly. Uh, <laughs> frustrated, I suppose, a wee bit... Uh, bit I kind of knew what was going to happen anyway, to be honest. Uh, kind of knew what was going to happen. The def- As I said to your, your producer there, what's the de- they, they all know the definition of somebody that keeps doing the same thing and expecting a different result, you know. Um, which seems to happen all the time. Was. Um, so who, who yeah, is that? Do you mean Celtic as a club or Brendan yeah, Rodgers? No, or? I, mean, I mean Brendan Rodgers, how he sets his team up consistently. Even against Motherwell the other day and the Hibs game, we seem to get the, get to the ball to the box and we seem to pass it around like a shoot, like a horseshoe around the box and don't go anywhere. I feel like the players is terrified of giving the ball away without taking a chance and going beating a man or having a shot. I just I, I just don't not seen anything and I don't blame the players. Fair enough, but I don't believe we're Champions League quality. No, but. You telling me Stevie Clark would have went and got beat six 0 over there, or, or been responsible for all them losses? Because I don't think so. I don't think he's setting the team up properly at all. Um, as for all the new defenders we've bought, <sighs> this is the same guy that gave Jack Hendry away. He's now a fifteen million pound player in the Champions League. 
you know, so his judgment on defenders, I wouldn't hold my breath on that. You know, same with the goalkeeper. Yes, we needed a goalkeeper, but the last keeper he bought was De Vries. We know what happened there. Uh, I just not seen any. He done, he done the same at uh, Sorry for going on a bit of a rant, but no, that's he what we're here for. He done the same at Leicester. You know, he, every time he asked, watched the Premiership like we all do, and every time he come on the media, every time I need new players, I need quality players. You know, the, te- the same team now is romping the pre- the Championship. He's just. Uh, I believe he isolates players, especially the young players. I mean, the young Scottish boy, what's his name, should have been on, the mother, ex-motherable boy, he should have been on last night. A blind man could see it. Tumble. You know? Yeah, I tumble, sorry. I, he should have been on last night. You know? Yeah, I know that's just a turn of phrase, but let's try, and, let's try and iron that one out of the super scoreboard vocabulary. It's a bit unfair, um, that reference. But never mind, I know it was, wasn't meant with any malice, Edward. Um a lot, a lot of this for some people is coming back to to Brendan Rodgers. Then um, this is a guy who almost, well, he said it. Champions League success, whatever that looks like, or European success, must have been a huge part of his decision to come back come here. Back. Must have been. Yeah. So what do, what do you think he's thinking then? Does does he feel he's not been backed? Edward doesn't buy that. He thinks it's it's the way the team's set up. I don't. I, again, I speculated on it earlier on. Maybe. The, the signings at Celtic, maybe a few of them were already in process and maybe, you know, it will take to this next transfer window for us to see more of Brendan's players that come in. I th- Edward's mentioned a couple there that he's a bit dubious about his, his scouting, but, you know, he's, he's had success before with other players mm. that have came to Celtic. I, I really don't know. The I squad's really massive, Cammy. The squad yeah. is massive. There's no there's no doubt about that. And I mean, just... Again, quickly, if Brendan Rodgers was here, I'm sure he would say, yeah, well, you know, I got Leicester to fifth twice and won the FA Cup. So, you know, it wasn't as if that was this yeah. overall failure. Um, it feels like there's a, there is a real divide here. If you can boil it down, people either think it's the setup or it's the squad quality. That's the two main kind of camps I can see here. Yeah. Um, probably a little bit of both. Possibly, I, I don't think the squad. I, I, yes, I agree. The squad's massive, but it's not massive with sheer quality starting players for me. And that's what I think Brendan Rodgers will look at over the next two transfer windows. He'll want to bring in players and really be mm-hmm. competitive. That he's got a number of players that can start the game and be comfortable with. It's probably he, he looked at his squad last night. It, it was very thin. There might have been players that he's not completely comfortable with having to start, but he has to. And that's no disrespect to any of them. Um, but Champions League level, you need your best players. And they didn't have that last night. But I, I do I do get where a lot of the um, callers, Edward um, and others, uh, are mentioning if something's not working, can you try something different? Can you try a different formation, a different style? Make it really difficult to beat, as I said before, play to win but don't get beat in a Champions League game. Build yeah. momentum by picking up points. And the mentality can soon change and we've seen that he mentioned Steve Clark there listen for for a long time with Scotland we were losing games and he slowly builded the men built the mentality sorry that we didn't get beaten games and, and the minimum we took was a point so maybe you approach it that way we're pushed for time but let's squeeze Andy and Andy how would you sum it up uh, expected foreseeable would be my would be my first my, my first two words is that the worst bit about it then Andy is that you know is that is that sad in its own way Without a doubt I mean listen Are we talking about the game yesterday Or are we talking about the last 10 years You know what I mean Up to you 
Well, we can talk about formations and all that all we want, but you know the one thing that stayed consistent over the past twenty years without a knockout one, the past ten years without a home one, and the past five years where we're getting pumped out of Champions League qualifiers and picking up barely any points within the groups themselves is the guys upstairs. I mean, listen, let's just take this year as a, as a, as a case study. Um, Ange Postecoglou leaves, and we get Brendan Rodgers in right away, thanks to you know the magnificent work of Desmond Desmond uh, Dermot Desmond, who then disappears. Um, and then we have months to get on a squad. And what do we do? No much. We wait and wait and wait. And then the last week of the window, <laughs> we're running about trying to get a winger in to replace a guy that left months ago and gave us £25 million in a bargain. So that when we go into the Champions League, we've got people who aren't embedded in the squad and are effectively making, if not their debut, then close to their debut against a very high-class opposition, at least compared to, no offence, what we normally face. Uh, in Scotland and you have that running over the past 10 years and these are the results that you'll get exactly the same and um, we can take games like yesterday when people are only quite on it if you're actually competing at a level where you can back up a point and back up a win and it's not about as you said it's not about becoming the first in the group it's about competing for third which is doable within this group which let's be honest is not a Champions League quality group it's a Europa League quality group but yet again, we've struggled to compete in. And it's not because of the sheer amount of money that we're spending. It's about where we're spending it uh, and when we're spending it. We spent £20 million pounds this summer. Like That's not a massive amount in, in, in modern football, but it's more than enough, I think, to get you a competitive squad. There are members of the squad, the very bloated squad, that's another thing that uh, our, our board don't seem to keep an eye on, um, is squad management. But there are members of it that only have contracts because of the, the quotas for getting into Europe. And the reason that we have to go through that method of giving people who I won't name because I don't want to slag them off contracts is because our B team has been a riot for 10 years. So when you go into a Champions League squad, your entire club is getting tested, every single facet of it. And the people that run every single facet of the club aren't the manager, they aren't the players, it's the guys upstairs. And either they need to change or their priorities need to change. Andy, I think we need to revisit this at some point because you've made a whole list of very, very good, interesting points. And I'm extremely late for this news. So accept my apologies. I think you'll have a lot of your fellow Celtic fans nodding along, if that's any consolation. Uh, but let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. And if you're looking for some small slither of Scottish success on the European stage, Scott McTominay's just scored for Man United. Yes, I'm sure that'll cheer everyone up. Beat the pundits next, and you have until the end of the news. If you want to play, give us a call. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Cammy Bell are here My goodness, there is a lot being said about Celtic's most recent Champions League defeat And exit from European competition So many different ways of analysing it and dissecting it And I suspect we're not done yet If you want to keep the calls coming, you can do It might be a nice time to switch focus, Rangers fans We'll hear from Philippe Clement What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow's Europa League clash, there's a new contract for Ross McCausland in there, what do you make of that news? And uh, Philippe Clement's also been expressing his uh, concerns, if you like, at football's plans to introduce sin bins, if you want to switch focus even further. 01419511025, let's play this first. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. Cameron is in Mary Hill. How's it going, Cameron? Hi, I'm at you, okay? Not bad, not bad at all. Have you ever played before? I haven't, mate. Brilliant, I like the sounds of that. Um, you two in here, how's the form? Remind I've me. I've not played for a while. Played neither have I, actually. Are you Cameron as well? No one at all. Like nobody. Like no no family members, nah. nothing. Nobody. There we go. We can I, start I think something. some people actually think I'm called Cammy, but no. Ah, there we go. Just yeah. checking. Just wondering if we're getting the Cameron Derby or not heads. It will be <laughs> Simon who will <coughs> spoil that great sporting occasion. Uh, and if it's tails, we will get our sad wish. So let's see how it goes. And it's not. It's Simon up against Cameron from Mary Hill. Let's give Simon some greatest hits radio to listen to so that he can't hear us Cameron you've got 30 seconds you just answer as many as you can and if you'd rather pass and move on I'm going to tell Simon Donnelly to stop drumming his mic there we go Um, if you want to pass and move on Cameron that's absolutely fine okay no problem right 30 seconds on the clock and you're tight at what ground does Stirling Albion play their home games pass name any American that's played for Rangers and has over 100 caps Morris which current Scotland international connects St Mirren, Hibs and Aston Villa? John McGinn. Who's got more Scotland caps, Paul McStay or Callum McGregor? McGregor. Ricky Lamy's on loan at which club from Motherwell? Pass. Who did Rangers sign Sam Lammers from? Sam Doria. Which Scottish Premiership ground is furthest south? Um. Quick uh, ah, Time up Too long Too long Let's bring Simon back Can you hear us Simon? Yes Tough questions tonight Ooh, Is that? Yeah really okay. tough Are you ready? How did Cameron do? Oh, I can't tell you that 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock And your time starts now At what ground does Sterling Albion Play their home games? Oh pass Name any American That's played for Rangers And has over 100 caps Rainer Which current Scotland international Connects St Mirren Hibs and Aston Villa? John McGinn Who's got more Scotland caps? Paul McStay or Callum McGregor? McStay. Ricky Lamy is on loan at which club from Motherwell? Pass. Who did Rangers sign Sam Lammers from? Pass. And which Scottish Premiership ground is the furthest south? Quick. What? what, what say it again. Quick. Scottish Premiership. Uh, rugby park Both of you took ages on that I don't know Are we getting a steward's inquiry On the time I don't know what is too long On the last question What do you think Cameron? I think it's close I think they were tough though They <laughs> were tough could It could come down to horrible. your It could come down to your 50-50 um, Sterling Albion play at And by the way As much as I love the The niche Nature of the first question mm-hmm. Right Because it suits me Perfectly down to a T I actually just quickly I, I skipped the question too Because I thought that These were really hard The, the original first question um, Was um, Which former Motherwell player Has been appointed Morecambe manager To replace Derek Adams It was Jed Brannan no. Played for Motherwell no. In like The year 2000 wow. Excruciatingly tough so I thought I'll, I'll spare you that one um, Sterling Albion play at fourth bank. fourth bank None of you got it um, Name any American That's played for Rangers But has over 100 caps he Even has a caveat This question And I'm afraid Cameron Morris Edu doesn't But Claudio Reyna yeah, Does oh, What a good 1-0 You both got John McGinn Connects St Mirren Hibs and Aston Villa So it's 2-1 to Simon 
Um, I'm going to come back to the next one. Ricky Lamy is on loan at Dundee, Dundee from yep. Motherwell. Uh, I feel for Cameron, he was at least closer than you. He said Sampdoria, but Rangers signed Sam Lammers from Atalanta. Right, doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> and I don't know if you took too long or not. It was Rugby Park, but I gave Cameron the ages on it. Let's well, for. That's for drama's sake For drama's sake Let's say you didn't get it Let's say you took too long And um, it all comes down to What is it 2-1 at the moment Hold on a minute So listen Just, just bear with me right um, This could be an equaliser It could be the win for you Who's got more Scotland caps Paul McStay or Callum McGregor Because you went Paul McStay I said McStay But I'm now thinking Cameron went McGregor. McGregor Paul McStay Has 18 more caps than Callum McGregor Cameron he has done it and I must admit I'd probably need to give him Rugby Park as well so it wasn't yeah, enough fair. on the night hard lines fair, fair that cheers will it be more straightforward for Rangers tomorrow I certainly hope so <laughs> is it safe to say Cameron that amidst all the real disappointing madness that went on for a bit the away game in Limassol was probably the lowest point or one of them and kind of looking to make up for that uh, yeah I think we'll do, it, we'll do it tomorrow We'll do it tomorrow Yeah it's, Cammy It feels important for Some really obvious reasons And that Rangers want to progress In the Europa League yeah. can't, can't get more obvious than that But it would also be I think maybe nice To tie it up Not tie it up But you know Make the, the Betis game Not must win Which yeah. comes a couple of days Before a cup final You know We've got that to add Into the mix as well I know tomorrow Takes care of itself Philippe come on Wouldn't dream of allowing us To already think about The cup final But we're allowed to yeah, no, no, listen, definitely they want to, to get the job done, especially what happened over in Cyprus and the way that where Rangers were at that point as well. Um, they were in a real real low point. I know Stephen Davis had took over the, the team for that game, um, but the players were low in confidence. The club looked really flat at that moment in time. They've brought in a new manager. He's re-energised the club. He looks as if he's got a lot of authority. And they're playing a lot of good football at the moment So yeah, I think he'll be excited to try and get the three points And as you say, you'd rather it be put to bed um, tomorrow night uh, 01419511025, Rangers fans What are you thinking about the European game tomorrow? We'll hear Philippe come on on sin bins I know that's quite a changing subject But you could get your thoughts there if you want Ross McCausland has signed a new deal as well I wonder what Thomas and Marnock makes of it Thomas? How you doing? Hey, I uh, come up <coughs> points, lads. If you don't mind, go for it. I uh, I know. I've listened. I, I listened to the phone in the night. I've listened to Chelsea's problems with Europe. I think Brendan Rodgers got a lot to blame. I've seen all the years. Seen him with Liverpool. He spent half a billion. I think he spent five hundred eighty million. Suarez, Gerrard. He never done much for Liverpool, and he's shouting for more money. He's going to take a lot of the blame for the way Chelsea play as well. I know you can say that with a lot of managers all mm. the years, but. He seems to just deflect a lot of the things. Oh, I need more quality. I need money. I need more quality. He's got to me. A guy said earlier on, Annette in Europe, and his his record in Europe is appalling as a manager. So that's bad. Mm. Anyway, so that's my point on that. So uh, I'm pleased with the young boy McCausland signing. I think he looks a, a really good prospect. Uh, what I've seen him so far and under. Uh, Big fault, I think uh, all these young boys that have, well, ones are there, they will get opportunities under things. I think that kind of manager, he will give players opportunities. I like his his attitude towards the the, the team, the players, the, the, the whole setup, where my way he speaks and everything else. So I'm really looking forward to the future of uh, the new manager and even the cafe. I know it'll be a hiccup at the weekend, 
and uh, but then that didn't surprise me with Aberdeen again, you know, the way they seem to always up their game a wee bit. But uh, definitely looking good, and I'm happy that he signed him because the boy does look as he's got really good potential. And I just hope there's some merits going to. Yeah, is that something uh, you do want more of, Thomas? Yeah. Is that fair to say that like Nathan Patterson turned out to be a great piece of business? Obviously, hadn't played a lot, big fee, but the Rangers quite simply need to do much more of that. Oh, I, I would say so. I definitely, with the way, I mean, everybody knows what the finances are the years with because we've, we've been all the last decade. So it has been a bit like that, but uh, I, 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 I've seen the boy Lovelace a couple of times as well. He definitely looks one as well as though he could, you know, maybe in the next mm. season as well start coming into the, the plans as well. And there's a there's a few others. Uh, the, uh, is it Bailey Rice? A, looks like a, a smashing young player. I'm not saying that that's exactly where it's going to be, but I think under this manager, all these these boys are going to get a chance and they're going to get looked at by him because he's, he's that type of guy, he's that type of manager. And yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, let's hear from Philippe Clement. He says Ross McCausland signing a new contract is a great sign <laughs> for the club. Yeah, clearly I'm happy about that. Uh, I talked about it the last couple of weeks. I think um, it's a young talent. Comes out of academy here. He's a fan of Rangers. Um, all his family is. He did good things uh, in the minutes he played. He works hard in training. It's somebody who wants to become better. He made a good international uh, debut. So it's an important thing. It's also, I think, an important signal as a club also that a player um, who was really popular on the market that he wants to stay here and that he stays here and. Uh, I think he will have a bright future here if he continues what he's been doing until now. Cami, uh, what did you make of that news? I know it's been kind of bubbling away. I don't yep. think it was any great surprise. 2027, I think, was the <laughs> the year on the contract, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's great news for Rangers as a football club. And as the manager says there, um, it's, a, it's a good sign for them that there's a number of big clubs where sniffing about them and probably proposing their sales to his agent but he wanted to stay at the club um, I think it's a, a real again I think going forward um, as Thomas said that there will be a number of opportunities for the younger guys coming through the manager said that if you're good enough it doesn't matter what age you are you will get the opportunity he said that openly and I think that will play a big part in why McCausland has um, signed the contract Lovelace is another one That I do like um, I know he got a bad injury At St Mirren um, When he when he had the opportunity um, But he's one for the future As well So Yeah it's um, It's good signs And that's what you want to see You want to see these young guys Getting the opportunity And when they get it They need to take it Because there's The competition is really stiff At, at um, top level for Rangers But Yeah it seems all good Under the new manager At the moment And um, Quite happy the way Things are bubbling along So tomorrow then Thomas Pretty confident I, I'm always optimistic, but I'm always wary as well. I know because they have got a few injuries and the players are missing, you know, goals and that. And, and he's obviously, as the manager said, he's got teams, players that he can't even select because of the previous manager didn't list them for the European game. So uh, I, I, if they play the way we played against uh, Prague and go at it, but as I say, we've got a few players missing, but yeah, optimistic. I hope so. Hopefully we'll do it. I, yeah, I mean, Cammy, like over there was. A nightmare We yeah. said that it was a terrible performance Even though Rangers have 
injuries in key areas as Thomas says it looks like it'll need to be I don't know what Suter and Davis at the back Goldson suspended and yeah, Balogun not in the European squad yeah yeah. so it probably will be Suter and Davis and what it is is an opportunity for these mm-hmm. guys have not had a lot of game time um, especially Suter since the managers came in um, so it's an opportunity for these guys to take it um, if they put a good performance in then why won't they continuously be in the in the yeah. squad but um, yeah I, I, I agree with, with Thomas that Everything you're always optimistic in these games. They, they are difficult, but you look at Cyprus. It was the lowest point. I feel as if that was the real yeah. turning point that they needed to get a new manager and make a decision. They've done that, um, and it's looked a lot brighter since then. Always look at the, the subplot, if you like, <coughs> Simon, because tomorrow's obvious. Rangers need to win it or yeah. want to win it for European progression. That that's yeah. that's the obvious bit. But Thomas and all the Rangers fans are really excited. They're really optimistic about Philippe Clement. Drop points at the weekend with a mm. huge opportunity mm. after Celtic did the same on Saturday. So even on, like I say, if the subplot here is just to make sure <coughs> that momentum isn't stopped, make sure yeah. that there isn't a wobble, um, because all of a sudden in the space of a few days, if you drop points at Pataudry, don't get tomorrow right, then that's when doubts start to creep in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he's come in and, as I said, or Cammy said there, the, the, the first game against this team, you know, they were in the middle of a crisis. They'd just lost their manager and... and I think the word you used there, Cammy, was flat. They, they were caught at the start of that game for Limassol, but I think they're in a different place now, Rangers. Uh, yes, they'll be disappointed that they didn't capitalise on, on Celtic's draw on the Saturday at the weekend, but I think they will have too much for this team. I think they're a different animal these days. Rangers are playing with a wee bit more confidence. This guy's obviously beginning to get a tune out of players there that Bill couldn't do, and I, I think they'll win him. Uh, mm, thank you very much to Thomas It's 01419511025 In tonight's episode of Having lots of money doesn't guarantee a European success uh, Man United have been pegged back To three all away Against Galatasaray Which would leave Eric Ten Hag's side Bottom of their Champions League group And they've got a few quid I'm sure you would A few million here Oh I thought they'd gone back in front um, at least Scott McTominay looks like he's the best player yeah, on the pitch at the moment he's scored there. and he's gone close um, no idea if he's the best player on the pitch I just thought I'd throw that in there put a kilt on it as they say speaking of a few quid let me tell you about this Clyde one. the call went to voicemail it's a double rollover that means there's even more money up for grabs we could make you the winner of £170,000 on Thursday when we make the call. You need to be in the draw, though, so text YES to 61025. The texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only. All the other rules for this network competition are online and the entries since Marie won on Monday have rolled over but the important bit is if you get the call from us after 3pm tomorrow answer within five rings say make me a winner straight away and the £170,000 would be yours so text yes to 61025 Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard been doing this show a long time and I must admit I've just received one of the most disturbing tweets in a long time um, Colin Mack has tweeted and says I've just had a nightmare half hour I'm lying in the bath listening mm-hmm. to Clyde Super scoreboard he's dropped his phone and I've realised 
That somewhere in deepest, darkest Motherwell The Dazzler is sharing my special, <laughs> secret, naked moment Oh dear <laughs> Because we all He's know that, wed- that Wednesday night is bath night for the Dazzler As he tells he us many times it. You like to bring this up I just... So Colin's in the bath He's just realised that the Dazzler's in the bath and now Colin can't look at himself in the mirror again, knowing that he shared that that moment. He says, I don't know what's worse, that or my team Aberdeen this season. I'm quite worried that Colin's thinking about Dazzler uh-huh. in the bath. I just don't know where to go from there. Oh. I just, I do not know. Does Dazzler go in the bath to listen to the show? Uh-huh. Is it? Does yeah. he? I think so he goes at six As we speak just now He's lying in that bath Surely he can't stay in For the full oh, two hours He'll be very wrinkled <laughs> If he's still in now Wow There's a sentence You never wanted to say um, I'll tell you what There's some brilliant stuff Coming in on social media About how Just how loyal The Super Scoreboard listeners are And how many minutes And hours and days They dedicate uh, To uh, listening to this show So I'm going to I'll tell you a bit more uh, about that later on because I'm looking at some of these numbers and they are blowing my mind anyway before we speak to Alan let me give you this question the full time teaser with sliding wardrobe solutions East Kilbride slat wall panels available in seven colours now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices don't don't I'm looking He's to my left puffing his cheeks out I know I don't like that honestly Cammy Bell's good at saving multiple penalties in one game don't know about the full time teaser. I don't know if the, the level and both of you, you're just ah, you're an okay team, you're a mid table team in the teaser, and I think this is tough. But anyway, okay. now that I've insulted you, um, thanks to Jim who sent it in. Can you name the player from each of the home nations who's made the most appearances for Rangers and Celtic in the 21st century? So I know that sounds confusing, there's just no easy way of wording it. I'll just give you examples. Scotland, in case you hadn't noticed, would be yep. one of the home nations. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can you name the Scotsman who's made the most Rangers appearances in the 21st century? And can you name the Scotsman that's made the most Celtic appearances in the 21st century? And can you then do that for England, Ireland, Wales, Northern Ireland? See what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, it's not a question that rolls <laughs> the, off the, the tongue. The answer's probably no. Right? It's not a question that rolls off the tongue, but I think we can nail that. As I said, I'll, I'll explain that example again. Who is the Scotsman that's made the most Rangers appearances in the 21st century? And who's the Scotsman that's made the most Celtic appearances in the 21st century? And can you then do that for England, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Wales? Scott Brown? Yes. There we go. That's the thing. I mean, these guys are going to be fairly... um, Alan McGregor? Yeah, you're scushing it. Right, what about England? Let's move on to our near neighbours. Which Englishman has made most appearances for Rangers this century, would you say? 2000 onwards English Of all the Englishmen That's played for Rangers This century Who's made the most Club appearances It's a quite an obvious one He's right under your nose This would be the first show In a long time We've probably got to Half seven without talking About him okay. actually Oh come on You don't need to be Capped by England You just need to be English Alright See What Wait there, explain this question oh, again. Come on! Which Englishman has played the most? Has played the most for Rangers this century? Of all the Englishmen that have played for Rangers, who's played the most? Come on. He's right there. We talk about him all the time. Right, we'll come back to it. No, 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 no. You're stressing me out here. That you're stressing so me out. I know you're stressing me. Right, but with that clue, you've came with the most complicated question it's ever. It's not. The answers aren't complicated. The question <laughs> I, might be. I understand the question. I just can't think of. 
Which Englishmen are currently in the Rangers team? That might be a good place to start. Are you serious? Why are you Jack looking Butland. at me like that? No. He's just signed. Right, go yeah, through the rest wait, of the team. Wait there. If you were lining them up, right? And Tavernier. You ma- Thank you. Oh my right, goodness. So, right, okay. James <laughs> Tavernier. This could be a Jesus. long teaser. <laughs> Who would be the Northern Irish player who's played more? Davis. Davis. See, it's not that difficult once you get It's going. just a... It's, it's a complicated question. question, I must say. Right, let's bring in. Uh, where are we? Um, Ramsey. <laughs> just to say. Ramsey. Didn't play that much for Rangers, oh, though, did he? Um, one of your colleagues, okay. Kenny Miller, has just sent me a message saying, wow. And I don't think that's in response to anything other than the attempt Tavani. from you two <laughs> to get changed. We'll leave it there because you've got time. Let's bring in Alan, who's in Bathgate. How's it going, Alan? Hi. What's your thoughts tonight? Um, my thoughts are just that. It doesn't really matter how much the fans want a change at the board, how much we protest, how much you can fly a banner. Nothing's going to change until we get a Rangers team that are strong enough to pose a threat to the Champions League money of the season. Because we got in a European final in May 2003. October 2003, Peter Lowell joined the club. And since then, that's 20 years with no knockout tie win, 10 years with no home win, and at the AGM last week, we were, what, 14 games with no win in the Champions League, and he still said, Europe's getting further away, but we've got plenty of money in the bank. So, until we actually get a Rangers team that are strong enough to pose a threat to that money every season, I don't think we'll see a change. In a roundabout way, though, it sounds like you're blaming Rangers for Celtic's no, Champions no, no. League's failings, no? No, not for our Champions League failings. We are just failing the Champions League, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think the board care that we're failing right. in the Champions League. So you think they, they take it for granted because you think, you know, well, so, so you basically, uh, uh, forgive me if I'm putting words in your mouth, you think the ambition of the board is just finish above Rangers, then you'll get <clears> in the Champions League, and, and that's kind of enough. That's where it stops. Yeah, pretty much because you can, the results speak for itself, and the board, are, I mean, they're still sitting at AGMs and saying, but we've still got plenty of money in the bank. I mean, until I think, until Rangers start challenging to take that, that fight, the finances off them, I don't think it'll change. Yeah, I think when you look at it that way, I, th- I thought Alan was going for a, this is Rangers' fault that, no. that, that Celtic aren't good. But I think when you, when you look at it that way, is it a fair time to question, Cammy, to Celtic, to the board or whoever, what is your ambition? Are you happy to win the league every year? Dip your toe in the Champions League, bow out again before Christmas, rinse and repeat the next season. If that's enough for you, then of course, then you're, is, is job done? Yeah. Or, or is there more? Oh, yeah, listen, Celtic's model at the moment, they've got a lot of money in the bank, they, they don't overspend. Um, they've got this model where, again, it's difficult to, to build a team when you're always selling your best players. That's always difficult to build a, a team that's going to compete in European football. Um, and it, yeah, it's probably a good question, to be honest. What what are the Celtic board's priorities? Yeah, they would like to do better in European football, but that'll probably mean investing more money. Are they willing to do that? I'm unsure. Um, and that also means probably holding on to your better players for longer as well, um, which they probably see that as a gamble. Um, they like to sell them. They have done that successfully um, at the right time. Um, but again, that that 
affects your team, um, affects your your chances of competing in European level. See to then maybe cut a bit of slack to the people that release <coughs> the funds, Alan. Is it maybe about spending it more wisely? Um, I, know, I know what you're saying. Obviously, the more you spend, the better you should be. You kind of world football tells you that, but. Celtic have spent the guts of £8 million this summer on two central defenders who do not play. They do not feature Mike Navrotsky, Gustav Lager-Bielka. They are nowhere to be seen. Now, fair enough, Celtic's defence has been decent and Liam Scales has been good. So I get why that's not maybe the priority for for debate, but £8 million quid on two defenders that don't play, I mean, that that's not a small amount of money. No, it's not, but I think a team that's our board are saying that they're serious about trying to challenge in the Champions League. If that was the case, you would spend £8 million on a centre-back that was ready for the Champions League. I know, but, I mean, but, but this is what I'm saying about spending it wisely. Christopher Julian cost £7 million, didn't he? And I don't think anyone would say he's the type that would guarantee you, even at that market, at that value, it, there's still so much of a gamble attached, is there not? Well, yeah, I don't think it's all just about um, how much we spend I also think we're very naive in Europe the way we play football yeah I mean this is the thing because Alan's not wrong I'm just kind of testing the theory I'm just exploring it obviously the way a football club shows ambition is to spend more money that, yeah. that, that is that is a fact and you could look at other areas of the pitch and say yeah but you know Yang is young and unproven and, and relatively cheap and could you spend more money in attacking areas and, and bring in another striker um but the point still remains. I'll go back to it. It's, it's they've spent a bit. Have, they, yeah. they, they've spent a bit. I mean, is it going to be enough to pull up trees in the Champions League? No. But should they still be doing a bit, a bit more, a bit better? I think they still should be doing a bit better. Yeah, I think they should be closer, especially in this this group that they've been in. I think a few of the callers tonight have, you know, it's not the best Lazio team. I'm, I'm, listen, they're still quality sides, but you know, the teams that I think Celtic could have taken more points off. But ultimately they haven't Again you you look at the next transfer window you, you see who comes in You know As I said earlier in the show I thought maybe with Brendan coming back He would have went and You know delved into maybe the Premiership And got a couple of players that are Immediately walking into your team But that, that hasn't happened yet uh, Time will tell But it's, it's frustrating It's really frustrating for Celtic's support You know The record's there in black and white And it's no good reading it's not good reading and you know the, the one that we get excited about this season was the Atletico game at home but out with that you know there's been nothing much really for the Celtic fans to get excited about in Europe um, Spend more spend different again maybe it's both at the same time Cammy. maybe there's certain areas there is there is no other left back even in the Champions League squad um, I mean Greg Taylor's there if Greg Taylor's not on it and I'm not saying this is his fault it's just another example yep. um, Burnaby's not in the European squad he wasn't cheap either by the way he cost yep. a good few million quid um, you know sh- is there certain areas that have been neglected or is it all about just the, the the hard fast amount that you spend the Celtic just need to spend more Um yeah, listen, you mentioned the, the two £4 million defenders. You hindsight, if you spent £8 million on one def- centre-back and, and he produces better quality, but I, I still feel as if you should get a good quality player for £4 million, a, a player that should be a starting player. I, I firmly believe that. If you're signing a player for £4 million in Scottish football, he, he should be a starting player for you. 
they're not going to get all these signings right and that we've seen that over over the years they've not got them right but they've got a lot right and they've worked out really well they've got a lot of cheaper players who have went on to do really well for the club and then moved on for a huge profit um, I feel as if the recruitment in the summer wasn't great it wasn't to the high level and expectations Celtic fans have have had over the, the past few transfer windows and, and maybe that's just a little bit of the frustration but listen it'll be the next few windows are really important for Brendan Rodgers because it'll be his players that come in. It's his stamp that he can put on his team. So if the powers that be are willing to spend some money. Um, so Alan, you think to summarise, board needs to show more ambition, but the team could be set up differently as well. You think it's a bit of both? Well, I think the team could be set up differently because I think the way we play football in Europe is naive because... You see how well Rangers do in Europe, but Rangers are very good at sitting, defending and counter-attacking. I've never seen Celtic trying to play that type of football in Europe. We just seem to go gung-ho, no matter who we're playing against. But my point was just more that I don't think it matters what the results are in Europe. I, I don't think the board care, as long as we're claiming the Champions League money. So for the people that are shouting for the board to change, it's not going to happen. Mm. Until, until the finances are threatened at Celtic, that board won't change because they see it as it's very successfully run. I think the problem with this theory is, Alan, I now need to ask you if you secretly hope Rangers push you really close this season. Well, that's the point. I don't think they will push <laughs> us close. And that's the way our board will be looking at it. They'll be saying, look at the results at the weekend. You could get them points on a silver platter and they're still not going to capitalise on it. Mm. I don't think our board see Rangers as a threat to the European money. Is there enough of a gap in it to have that mindset? I mean, they would deny that, I'm sure, of course. Well, I don't think there's that much of a gap in it, but I don't think I think that's the way our board will be seeing it. Mm, it's quite a theory, Alan. Thank you very much. That was Alan in Bathgate, Man United. Again, as we were talking about, about not guaranteeing you anything, they've drawn <laughs> against Galatasaray and they are bottom of their Champions League group. I do have four points, though. Um, so we will see. Thanks again to Alan. Right, any more on this teaser? Has it started to make any more sense? Yes. To you? Listen, it's it, good. Um, I've got a couple of Celtic. Uh, Hearts, Hartson. Yeah. So the way, he's the Welsh answer Welsh for one, Celtic. Yeah. Yep. Oh, is he? Oh, right. I've went. I had Joe Ledley done. I put Ledley as well as a second <laughs> guess. Um, the other one I've went for Scottish for Rangers. Barry Ferguson. No, no. You've got. So you've got. Alan we? McGregor. All oh, right. Yeah, sorry, you've got sorry, Alan McGregor. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I never heard that one. Right. Okay. 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 Um, we'll give you some more thinking time And we'll take more calls next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Simon Donnelly are here And this sounds like a really difficult Full time teaser But once you get your head round it it's not that tough now. If we, if we, you know, usually we've got a stewards inquiry on yep. the answers. We've actually got a stewards inquiry on the question um, because on my sheet it says thanks to Jim who sent this in, um, and I've had a tweet in from Gordon DL's unusually large nose who who, who <laughs> does contribute to the show quite a lot. It says that's my teaser. Give me credit, not some Jim. I don't know who sent the okay. question, right? Whoever it was, thank you. Um, can you name the players from each home nation? Um, and Ireland to make the most appearances for Rangers and Celtic in the 21st century. Tough question, right? But if you think of the examples, it becomes easy. For Scotland, the Rangers answer is Alan McGregor and the Celtic answer is Scott Brown. For England, the Rangers answer is James Tavernier. 
We've not got the Celtic one yet For Northern Ireland The Rangers answer Is Stephen Davis Celtic answer Neil Lennon Neil Lennon Okay And for Wales The Celtic answer is John Hartson And you've not got the Rangers one yet You've got another one Yep Irish Um, Aidan McGeady Absolutely Football nationality Many caps for Republic of Ireland So he is the player of Republic From Republic of Ireland um, Or who represents Republic of Ireland Who's got the most Celtic appearances this century Okay Mm -hmm. So what we got One, two, three to get So you're looking for You're looking for the Welshman Who's got the most Rangers Rangers appearances this century The Republic of Ireland Player for Rangers And the Englishman for Celtic Celtic I said Sutton Do you know what And I was so convinced That it must be Sutton I've looked the appearances up I've started adding them up I do think this other guy Has just edged Chris Sutton On appearances this century We'll stick with you But I'll tell you what It can't be much in it Honourable mention for Chris Sutton If it's not him Okay Um, But I think it might be this guy See if I'm a couple out Or Jim is a couple out Um, Somebody will let you know Don't at us Speaking of people Who've added us though um, are you familiar with the concept of Spotify Wrapped? Yes Because you're a big music fan yes, You are I put, get... mine, I put mine up earlier What was your most listened to artists this year? Uh, Arcade State Right Scottish band What sort of like minutes would we be talking here? What are your stats? I'm actually low in minutes are this you? year 10,000 odd I'm right. usually Above that are you? Yeah. And what does that do? Your top five is it? Have you got your top your... five So what are your other top no five Gallagher. artists? Right Predictable Okay. It's nuts Yep very good Good choice Uh Noise, a young Scottish band. You're not, no, yeah. not as cultured as you. Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves. See, I've oh, seen them all this year. After December the twentieth, I've seen them all live this year. He's a proper music fan. This guy. Do you do that? Are you Spotify wrapped? Is that no, no, not Have interested. Uh, no, but um, does. Oh, <laughs> listen! After his top ten songs the other day, <laughs> what it does also show you. Is your most listened to podcasts? Yeah, right? yeah I was, now, I'd be all over that. Um, understandably, with and this is this is not to brag. It's just understandable that lots of people's most listened to podcast would be Clyde One Super yep. Scoreboard. We're on very often. Yeah, um, the show's available as a podcast every single night. But some of the stats that people have sent me are eye-watering. Genuinely, cannot believe the numbers. Minutes. Um, Big thanks to anyone who listens for no matter how many minutes throughout a year or whatever. It genuinely so much appreciated. The show obviously, you know, couldn't do it without you and all that stuff. Um, but the the commitment here, to take these in, right? Um, I mean, Gavin Shearer, 29,800 minutes. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. And it goes up and up. Josh Cairns, 30,000. Robert McIntyre, not that one, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, 31,200. Just of... Wow. Just of just of Super Scoreboard. Yeah. Wow. Lee Robb, thirty one thousand three hundred and fifteen. I can't find anyone more than this guy. If if you are out there and you feel you've been hard done by, send me it. David McLeod is in the top zero point one percent fans of Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Thirty six thousand and twenty minutes. Wow. That is twenty five days. 25 days He deserves a prize Wow In a year Is he number one? As far as I can tell I can't see anyone more than that 25 so solid days So he's in proof of this Yeah he's yeah. sent me the screenshot so Of the, the Spotify Incredible wrapped. That's brilliant Incredible. That is amazing. amazing David you are An absolute stalwart Of the show And quite frankly You should take your place As one of the pundits Because that is unbelievable <laughs> 
25 days. That should be his prize. Pundit for an evening. I, don't, I mean, does he listen to some episodes twice? I can't even do the arithmetic <laughs> as to whether that's like it's a lot of minutes. possible. Um, it is amazing. I'm I'm kind of torn between like gent like honoured and humbled and like feel a bit bad that he has to listen to me <laughs> and the rest of you for 25 days out of a year. But honestly, lots of you, thank you very much. Some unbelievable numbers out there. If you can beat that, I will be very impressed. But David McLeod, hats off to you. Um, we'll sign a ball or something. I shouldn't have offered that. Producer will be raging because we're already giving away too many. But that is sensational. 25 days worth wow. of Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard. That game's finished, hasn't it? Galatasaray 3... Yeah, Man United three. three. I'll yeah. tell you what. It's, um, I think they've got Bayern in the last game. So. A nice easy one then yeah. to round off. Harry Kane to bury Man United on the last day. Uh, right, let's finish by looking ahead to tomorrow. Um, we we did touch on it earlier, but naturally Celtic's post-mortem has sort of overshadowed things a bit. As for Rangers tomorrow, Cami few issues at the back what did you did we settle on Suter and Davis is there any other surprise there I know they've not, they've not both of them haven't been fully fit in recent no. times could we, could we see a Leon King or something else bizarre yeah again that that is a, a possibility that, that Leon King plays but you would think that this is an opportunity to, to give game time to Davis and Suter um, and it's an opportunity for them to get in the team and, and show the manager what they can do they've not had a lot of game time since the the change of manager, Suter's career's been stop-start at Rangers since he's joined. I think he's a very good player, but he's just never really hit the ground running yet. Um, but these guys need to perform if they want to stay in the team. With a good performance um, tomorrow night, they never know they, they've got the opportunity to stay in the team. Um, but it's all about trying to get that three points for Rangers tomorrow night. Uh, what did you learn from Sunday? Anything that Rangers need to be worried, concerned about going forward? Um, no, listen, there, there's still loads of improvements to be made um, within the, the team and, and the way that the manager wants them to play, the intensity that they play at. Um, but yeah, I think there's always going to be these difficult away games. Aberdeen, listen, we spoke about it before, they, they're always difficult ties up there. Um, but these are ones if you want to win a league, you need to go up there and pick up three points and... The new manager will be drilling in that that into the players that these are the hard places you need to go. You need to go to Petodre, Tynecastle, um, Easter Road. These are all places you need to go and win if you want to win leagues. Um, David McLeod's actually been in touch. He's so committed he went back and listened to some previous seasons shows oh, of Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Some man. Oh, honestly, David, some man. Um, in terms of the team for tomorrow, then you no know, forced at the back. Does is Philippe Clement stumbling into a bit of a an issue with how and where and when to use Todd Cantwell? You know, such a fan's favourite going into this season. I think most people assumed the team would be built around them. Yeah, but it just feels like with every passing game, he's maybe maybe that's not happening. Yeah, a little bit. I, I don't think he's um, guaranteed as much as he he was under the previous manager. I think. Um, the new manager looks at every performance, every game and takes it individually and players need to be at the top of their game to get in his team. And I think that's only a good thing going forward for Rangers. I, I previously think they were under the old manager there was a lot of players that even if they didn't play well or perform, they still were in the team the following week. And I don't think you'll find that under this manager. I think he's a little bit more ruthless. He wants good performance. He wants um, 
three points or, or victories. Um, and that's his demands. And that's what the demands have got to be if you want to be successful. Do you know what? I've realised we're at the end of the show and such was the busy look back on Celtic. We didn't even get the chance to debate sin bins. There we go. Oh. We'll need to save that for another day. You've, you've been let off the hook, quite frankly. Um, I'm sure that will rear its head again at some point. Right, let's finish off on this teaser. We're looking for... The players from each home nation in Ireland who've made the most appearances for Rangers and Celtic in the more? 21st century. So it's like one of each. So the Scotsman one. with the most Rangers appearances this <coughs> century is Alan McGregor. The Celtic version is Scott Brown. For England, James Tavernier at Rangers. We're still looking for the Celtic one. Can't believe we've not got the Celtic one. Somebody that played more than Sutton. I've got an Irish one. I think he's Irish anyways. Um... Rob Kiernan Oh what a shout that is okay. Couldn't get James Tavernier But can get Rob Kiernan Okay I don't follow your logic here but whatever. I was there at that period Where I'm so uh-huh. And he came into my mind There you go um, It's not Alan Thompson No I, I must admit I, I'm surprised this guy If he has played more than Chris Sutton But fair enough When you think about it A few spells Would have been a mainstay Because what's the one position That you don't usually rotate Goalkeeper Foster Fraser Forster. There you go. Okay. There we go. And that means all that's left is to find me. Of all the Welshmen that have played for Rangers this century, which Welshman has made the most appearances? I can tell you it is not a high number. No? No. Ramsey obviously didn't play much, so he's got is it slightly bigger than him. Position? Winger. Still there? Yes. Matondo. Rabbi Matondo. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Great question. In the oh. end, thank you very much, Cammy Bell, Simon Donnelly, and everyone who listens tonight and every single other night looking at some of these stats <laughs> that you've sent me. It really is. It's days like this um, make you realise just, just how loyal many of you are. So much appreciated. Thank you very much. We will be back tomorrow. Big night for Rangers. And uh, that usual cheery, chaotic Thursday night duo of Gordon DL and Mark Wilson will be here as well as hopefully you got out of the bath safe and well so six o'clock tomorrow make sure you're here and don't want to miss out on that one Callum Gallagher is up next